Hello and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson. I am joined as always with MC. That would be me. Hello, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I don't know why I'm singing. Oh, I am fine. Good. Good. <laughs> and welcome back to the show where we read through this thing I wrote 14 years ago as a teenager where mm-hmm. I ripped off everything from Buffy. You didn't do. I feel like, you know, we're into season three. I should have some sort of opening bit or gambit now where I explain the show. But then I figure uh-huh. if you're at this point already, you probably know what's going probably, on. Probably, probably. Yeah. The theme tune explains it all anyway. It, it, yeah. does. it does. We have a theme tune oh, now. Theme I'm still excited now. about that. <laughs> um, so this is uh, episode... Now. So this is episode seven, which I didn't have to look up. Uh, <laughs> what happened last time, MC? A number of things. Um, Harato was, as ever, a cunt. But mm. this time he is definitely definitively revealed himself as a... <laughs> <laughs> nice self-censor. Yes, even though I said the words about five seconds yep. before. Um, so yes, he has outed himself as a baddie. He uh, fired Tifa. He did, which is even worse than all the murdering he's been doing. <laughs> uh, Tifa isn't taking that lying down, though. She's a badass. Stupid. That too. Yeah. Possibly too stupid to realise that <laughs> maybe she shouldn't. But she has vowed vengeance and justice and all of those things. She doesn't know those words. True. She doesn't. Don't give her too much credit, God. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Chip gave a big speech about why he tried to murder everyone. Yes, uh, which wasn't... Before heroically sacrificing himself. Yes, well, apparently he's pran- planning on sacrificing himself the whole time. He just wanted the one to kill the gang. Yeah, it was a very much like um, a group suicide that Chip came up with. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit... Um, Your Honour. <laughs> Jonah James? No, that's the Spider-Man editor. Yeah. The, what... the cult leader with the poison Kool-Aid. Begins with a J. It was J. J. Jonah, Jonah Jameson. Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone at the Daily Beagle died. <laughs> Give me pictures of Spider-Man and kill yourselves. Well, on that note, shall we get into the, this episode, yes, MC? Yeah, let, let's. This episode is called Haunting Stuff, Part 1. It's a re- still really terrible name for an episode, isn't it? Previously on Tomorrow Gason. It's Chief Inspector Harato. Tifa replied through gritted teeth. Indeed it is, Miss Lockhart. I guess you are all wondering what is going on. To be honest, I cannot divulge that sort of information at this moment in time. But there is something I can tell you. Tifa, Jay, Louise, Shinokan, MC, and Chip, you all have something to worry about because the Tokyo police force are not quite what they seem. Good night. The phone clicked as Chief Inspector Harato hung up. No, Chip replied, looking back up. I was going to get rid of it by sacrificing the razor, like I did anyway. I know if I want to get your friendship back, then I need to earn your trust. And in order to earn your trust, I'll need your forgiveness. Chip turned away and went back upstairs. I say bring it on, Tifa said. Really? MC replies, a little confused. Why's that? Because running away never achieved nothing. I think Chip's case proved that point. We can have to approach this head on, whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. MC thought to himself as he drove through the crisp, dark night. Whatever it may be. The grassy cliffs were slippery and caused MC to lose his footing. Okay, so we're finally we've opened up on the gang. You know, normally mm. we've had like a bit of a cold opening on like new characters or setting up the plot for the episode or that's something. True, that's so, true. Yeah, straight into MC on this one. Hmm, the important character. Yeah, <laughs> although Tifa still had the best one last time. Hmm, that's true. 
Luckily, he managed to cover himself with the sword he held, just as Chip was about to strike a blow that would have taken his head clean off. Oh no, has Chip gone evil again or is it a dream? Shut up, stop spoiling things! (laughs) Jay grabbed Chip by the waist and tried to drive forwards towards the edge of the cliff. But Chip was too quick. He spun and shifted his weight. Jay nearly went sailing off the cliff. Tifa just managed to get in front of him first. MC got back to his feet, but Chip was now fighting Shinno Khan. It's definitely a dream because Chip is fighting all of them at once. <laughs> it never happened. I kind of want to see the ninjas fight Shinno Khan. I'm not going to lie. Like, who would come out on top of that one? Because Shinno Khan did better than MC in the Elder fight, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Mm. He is the master. <laughs> back and forth they went, exchanging sword blow after sword blow. Shinno Khan dropped to his knees and swung the sword round, aiming for Chip's legs. Chip jumped high into the air, avoiding the contact. He brought his own sword down and sliced through the temple of Shinno Khan. Well, I guess that answers that one. Emsley <laughs> joined the fight. The two ninjas continued their battle, whilst Tifa and Jay tried to get involved. They rushed forward, but Chip saw them coming out of the corner of his eye. He used Emsley's own weight to throw him across the field, knocking Tifa and Jay off the cliff and down to the rocks below. I'm suddenly worried that I've opened up like the last episode of the season or something. <laughs> this time it's everyone else who's gone evil and Chip is good. <laughs> that would be a good twist. It would. It wouldn't. <laughs> MC and Chip were now fighting alone on the cliff's edge. I imagine there's like thunder and lightning going off. The rain definitely, is beating down. Definitely. Chip lost his sword as MC sent a roundhouse kick to his chin. He managed to regain his balance before he fell off the cliff too. But MC was relentless. He kept up the pressure, punch after punch, and kick after kick, and every time, Chip was so close to the edge. It's like a sexy dream now, is it? <laughs> MC leapt high into the air with every intention of brining. It's that word again. Back to the brining. <laughs> so much brining in this season. Why did I have such a hard one for brining? You are lacking in sodium. <laughs> oh, what's, uh, is there anything on the periodical table that's a G? Because that would work, because we're missing the G. Ah, And probably. there's a joke there for scientists. Yes, that, that's for you, scientists. Assemble your own joke. <laughs> Laughing in your lab coats. Don't, drum, don't drop your, your Bunsen burner. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Science. MC leapt high into the air with every intention of brining his fist down on Chip's cranium. Chip caught MC's right arm, and the two were locked in a power struggle. They both went over the cliff as the hands pushed them. Louise looked over the cliff's edge and saw MC hurtling towards the bottom. Chip hung on for dear life. Thanks, he said to a shocked Louise. I always knew you'd push me over the edge again. What do you mean? she asked. Chip tapped her shoulder as he appeared behind her. Well, you turned me evil once. It was always on the cards that it would happen again. Chip grabbed Louise by the front of her t-shirt and lifted her with one hand. Tootles! (laughs) (laughs) That famous villain farewell. Tootles! Oh, I'm going to start using that. (laughs) Tootles! With that, Chip dropped Louise over the cliff's edge. She could see her friend's dead bodies lying on the rocks as she flew towards them. She screamed just before she hit the rocks too. And so ends tomorrow, Gason. Chip wins. <laughs> <laughs> Louise awoke in a bed full of sweat. Oh, it was a dream. Who saw that one coming? Not me. No, I thought Tootles was the end of all of it. And it's interesting that Louise is dreaming. So she thinks that 
she is the cause of Chip turning evil? Uh, yes. <laughs> guilt. <laughs> White guilt. <laughs> Louise awoke in a bed full of sweat. Her whole body shook as the memories of her nightmare came flooding back. It hadn't been the first dream she'd had about Chip since he came back, but none of them had been this vivid. She could still smell the freshly cut grass off the cliff top. Man, that's some like extreme lawnmower guy, isn't it? Going in there right to the edge of a cliff. <laughs> I like to think he was still going even during the fight, saying like, excuse me, excuse me. Louise pulled the bedsheets up closer to her chin, so her entire body was draped in the cotton blanket. She was hot, but she didn't care. She closed her eyes again and tried to sleep, telling herself that everything would be alright in the morning. No sooner had her eyelids shut that the images of all her friends being murdered by Chip entered her head again. She somehow pulled the sheet tighter, then reached over and switched her bedside lamp on. Louise tried to keep all thoughts of her dream at the back of her mind as she sat up in her bed. The sound of sirens in the distant city startled her. That's good, somebody else is repressing their emotions. Yay, that always went well, well. yep. It's almost like I did that a lot as a teenager or something. I don't know. I mean, in the last episode, or was it the one before, where Louise told Chip that they weren't friends as Mm. well. So maybe she's feeling a bit guilty about making him sad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if other people were as considerate of other people's feelings as Chip is. (laughs) I could turn out. Timothy said. I know, Mike replied. I always knew the sight would make our dreams come true. Uh, so here's some new characters. Here's mm. Timothy and Mike. Wonder mm. who they are. Timothy and Mike were two geeks who spent all their time in the computer rooms. They were both bullied at an early age, and that's what drew them together. They went through every school year getting beaten and battered, but always found time for their club, the I Hate Life Club. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what were you saying about repressed emotions and feelings? You should get t-shirts with that on. <laughs> Members of the I Hate Love Proud Club. Proud member of I Hate Love Club. When they both reached 12 years old, the started secondary school, and the same happened. Neither boy could put their finger on it, but they were never received the privilege of being labelled cool. I've been labelled cool. <laughs> they, they were never received the privilege of being labelled cool. Had a stroke, obviously, whilst writing that <laughs> sentence. The I Hate Life Club started to expand at school as more people were cast as rejects. What a depressing fucking school this is! Jesus. Oh, are you a part of the chess club? Do you play sports? No, I mean the I Hate Life Club. <laughs> Can't you see my t-shirt? <laughs> Mike was the first to invite other along. Oh God, it gets worse. He had a plan. A long-running plan that would see him and Timothy be noticed one day. They would have power. They would be idolised. And they would be loved by many women... I hate life, but I love women. <laughs> no, they hate women, but they still want to have sex with them. I oh, think. okay. Yeah. They want to be loved by women. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because of all the rejection. Right. Oh, God. This is incels. <laughs> this, is the... <laughs> this is literally fucking incels. We, uh, you created incels. The Gammon Club. <laughs> it was simple. All they had to do was get people like them to join the I Hate Life Club, with the two being the fully-fledged leaders, and very soon they would have an army of trusted soldiers ready to do their master's biddings. I mean, at least, you know, they, they, they have a goal, they're working towards it. <laughs> it's a plan. <laughs> yeah. After school had finished, they had acquired just two people, a freckled-faced girl and a 17-stone teenage boy. So Timothy started a website for others like them all around the world to join. It worked, and very soon they had followers. 
Meanwhile, Mike had started to research the occult and found something very interesting. <laughs> okay, I'll do the website. <laughs> you research the occult. It's a good plan. It it's is. the plan. They invited every member of their site from all over the globe to come to Tokyo with the promise that their time was coming. Again, Mike and Timothy, very Japanese-sounding names there. Yeah. <laughs> do we know it's in Japan? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, do yeah. We, yeah. Hmm, yes, very. <laughs> Neither thought many would show, but with the exception of one or two, every member of the I Hate Life Club was now in Timothy and Mike's pad, which was Timothy's mum's basement. <laughs> Should have got more robes! Mike mentioned as they prepared to address the hundreds in attendance. Jesus Christ, how the fuck did all these disaffected teenagers afford international plane tickets? Jesus. I mean, it's like the League of Legends of the day, I guess. Yes. (laughs) That was was an up-to-date reference. (laughs) That is still a very popular game. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Right then, ladies and gentlemen. Timothy stared as he stood up. Glad you could all make it. And believe me, it'll be worth your journey. Also, how did all these, like, teenagers afford tickets to Tokyo That's and, like... what I just said. Yeah, I made a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> Mike also stood up and said, Our time is nay! <laughs> so it's not, it's not their time, or...? <laughs> Our time is nay! Nay, dude. Timothy corrected. Dude, I'm trying to work here. Mike went back to the group. Anyway, in just a few short hours, we will all be worthy of the tag Ninja. We will invoke the spirit and be blessed with the gift. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh, is this an explanation of how MC and Chip got so powerful? Ooh, that would be interesting. I wish I'd done that. They're going to get possessed by demons, aren't they? (laughs) Now, who's for cheese on toast? Timothy asked. Such a geeky... Aren't they sweet? (laughs) Apart from the sort of cult that they've created. To try and be ninjas. I think, so they're going to turn everyone in their I Hate Life Club to ninjas. I guess. Huh. That's pretty That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like, I guess if they're not going to do anything nefarious with it, like, that's that's okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, as long as they don't... That's a positive thing. You're taking disaffected teenagers. Yeah. Feeling outcast. Give them superpowers. <laughs> exactly. What could go wrong? Angry, depressed teenagers with superpowers. Yep, sounds great. Louise had finally drifted off at around half past eight in the morning. Then about half an hour later, she had been awoken by the sound of some long-haired, drug-induced heavy metal singer shouting about his daddy not loving him as a child. <laughs> you sound like such an old man complaining about <laughs> yeah. hippies. Those damn beatniks with their long hair. The thing is, that is exactly the type of music that I would have listened to at that age. <laughs> no surprise that it came from Jay's room. Louise had peeled the bedsheets back and marched forwards with every intention of bellowing out everything that was wrong with Jay's tidy mind. But as she stood up, a ton of blood rushed to her head. Louise sat back down and stroked her forehead. She could feel the migraine coming and decided that a slanging match with Jay wasn't the best course of action. She got up slower this time and headed for the bathroom, trying to ignore the thumping bass coming from the four walls of Jay's room. Or was that her brain? When people do listen to music very loud, do Mm. you think they realise that it's bothering other people or do they just not care? Uh... I mean, I've had it before sometimes where I've been like, oh, sorry, I literally didn't realise I was playing that really loud. Mm. Um, but then I think, generally, people are dickheads. So, mm. yeah, they probably do it. I'm That's not why we made the I Hate Life Club. <laughs> when we become ninjas, <laughs> we'll show them. And you can sign up to the I Hate Life Club at <laughs> IHateLife.com. 
Luckily, living in a mansion meant lots of space. Jay's bedroom was on the second floor, along with Louise and MC's. There was a bathroom on the second floor, but Louise decided the one on the third floor would be better. So we've added a third floor to the mansion now. Like, <laughs> just again, the dimensions of this building just grow and grow, don't they? I guess it is a mansion. Like, would you really have a, a two-story mansion? I guess. I guess it'd be quite a long mansion. True. <laughs> don't know why that's funny. <laughs> she passed MC's room and was greeted to a horrible sight. MC, with Tifa in his arms, exited the room, laughing and smiling. <laughs> How horrific! <laughs> uh. Morning, MC said brightly. Louise replied with words that sounded like morning in her head, but didn't quite come out the right way. She quickly hurried upstairs. The third floor seemed quieter. There was no happy lovers making lover noises, nor any loud rubbish music. I like how I described it as happy lovers making lover noises, because I didn't know what those noises were at that age. (laughs) Laughing and smiling, (laughs) apparently, and saying morning. (laughs) Although there was a slight sound of someone sniffing which disturbed Louise as she'd grown too accustomed to being afraid when she heard strange sounds. It's the sound of Khan doing, like, lines of coke. <laughs> Ghost coke. Yeah. <laughs> she'd grown too accustomed to being afraid. Yes, that is a sentence. Mm-hmm. Then she realised the sound had come from one of the rooms. Chip's room. He's been back for almost two months now. Well, we've skipped ahead a bit, haven't we? I have. I swear in the last episode it was, just like, 48 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. blimey. He'd been back for almost two months now, and she still hadn't got used to him being back. It could have been because he didn't show his face much. Louise crept past his bedroom door and noticed it was open by an inch or so. She peered in and saw Chip sitting on his bed, seemingly staring into space. He's obviously getting better. He's, <laughs> He's re-healing. Healing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you think Chip's joined the I Hate Life Club? <laughs> yes. The room was dark despite the sunshine outside. Chip had blocked the sun rays from entering by covering the window with a wardrobe. A tear ran from his left eye down to his cheek. Ah, the single tear man cry. Ah, yes, that's Excellent. all you're allowed. Just one. That's your quota for a year. Any more than that? And, and you're a pussy. Yeah. He looked deeper in thought, but Louise had her own problems. Oh, he's in thought mode. Okay. <laughs> that's why he's crying. It's too hard. Mainly a banging headache that wasn't getting any easier and steep deprivation. There were only two tablets left in the bathroom. Louise swallowed them both. She examined herself in the mirror and grumbled at the state of her bed hair. It would take some serious work to fix it, but she had all day. Ha! Women, their hair take long fix. And they just they just spend all day with their hair. <laughs> Not working hard like men. <laughs> with their single tears. Louise got to work on fixing her hair, which started with a shower. The movement of the spoon twirling inside the cup of coffee was almost hypnotic. Louise was having a hard time concentrating on anything due to her lack of sleep that her nightmares had caused. She was alone in the kitchen until Tifa poked her head around the corner. You gonna drink that or stare at it until it evaporates? Yes, that's how it works, Tifa. Well done. <laughs> well done, Tifa. You were, you said evaporate. <laughs> she doesn't know what it means. <laughs> nope. Louise smiled half-heartedly. Tifa, wearing one of MC's t-shirts, walked over to the kettle and checked it for water. She clicked the button and sat down with Louise, waiting for it to boil. I just had a thought. What if I start dating someone really stupid? I'm going to call her Tifa. I know. That yep. would be... Oh. Hilarious, and I want that to happen now. <laughs> oh no, I've <laughs> jinxed it. <laughs> while I set up the I Hate Life Club. <laughs> Rough night? You could say that. 
I've been having nightmares to end all nightmares. You have seemed a little down lately. Anything in particular bothering you? Just the little things, really. Louise replied, taking a sip of her coffee. A lot's been happening around this place. You mean Chip? Louise just nodded. It's hard on all of us. Tifa said. And I'm sure it is on him as well. It'll take a bit of getting used to. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think I just need to let off a little steam. The kettle whistled to signal it was ready, and Tifa made two cups of tea. Why don't you get out today? Tifa said before she left. Now that I'm out of a job, I can help around here a lot more. We can handle it if anything comes up. Ah, so Tifa's like a fully-fledged gang member now, living in the mansion. Okay, that's quite cool. Probably on the dull. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Tifa left Louise in the kitchen. This time, Louise tried positive thoughts and started to plan her day. Firstly, she would get dressed, do her hair, and then head into town for a little spending of money she didn't have. She downed the rest of her coffee and headed upstairs. But what about the tea that Tifa made? Oh, was that Tifa MC? Yeah, it was Tifa and MC tea. Don't know why I said it like that. that I thought weird. Tifa was being really considerate and making her a tea without even... To be fair, she really asked. had the coffee that she was stirring, but it probably, I mean, true. it might have evaporated, so... Exactly. Yeah. Also, I feel like this might be a Louise-centric episode. Yeah, it feels like the way we're going. Shopping! (laughs) Louise did all the girly things that girls do with pink clothes. Shopping, makeup, (laughs) tampons, (laughs) childbirth, crying, saying you're alright when you're not alright. Or is that what men do? That's what men do. Okay. Yeah, women don't shut up about their feelings. (laughs) Also, I know you're kind of like satirising this work, but obviously I'm kind of worried that's what you really think now as well. (laughs) Well, as the founding member of the I Hate Life Club. (laughs) The bed was soft. A lot softer than the floor of hell. (laughs) Which is actually softer than you would expect. It's just a really soft bed. Uh, Maybe in hell, all floors are made of like bouncy castles. So it's really tiring when you have to walk somewhere. I believe boy, that's in the Bible. Boy, boy, save me from this hell. Boy, backflip, boy. The bed was soft, a lot softer than the floor of hell. But then Chip hadn't had a lot to compare with. After returning from the lifetime of torture and suffering, he hadn't yet settled back home. He remembered the things he had done, like they were yesterday. And he remembered people and places, yet still nothing seemed like home. But this is my home. Here in Tokyo, oh, is it where I grow up? Back in England? He'd been doing a lot of thinking lately, but kept going in circles. He couldn't settle his mind on one thing. His body was still recovering from the experience of hell. Numerous cuts and bruises covered his lower body. He eased his hand over, and few of them, and pressed. (laughs) He eased his hand over, and few of them, and pressed. He winced in pain. So he recovered from being shot in like an hour... (laughs) But some cuts and bruises have taken two months. Yeah, but a lifetime in hell. These are hell cuts and bruises. Okay, okay. You know, that he got when he fell over on the bouncy castle floor. (laughs) They will fade in time. Shino Khan said as he appeared in Chip's room. Yay, Yay. drink. They were not inflicted in this reality, so will be non-existent soon enough. But it's taken two months. I know. (laughs) A normal cut and bruise would feel a lot quicker than that. Chip moved his hand to the scar that ran from the left side of his neck down to the right side of his weights. <laughs> <laughs> they scar 
that had been inflicted during the battle with the evil ninja Jack. Nice callback to uh, season mm. one there, but like, <laughs> I think there was like quite a long amount of time where there weren't too many kind of spinning areas and like uh, sorry, spelling errors. I can't even say spinning it. Errors. <laughs> spinning errors. <laughs> uh, and now I feel like just this one episode, we've got so many more things. Like you know, the Brian in as well. Then you were in a rush to write this. I think apparently, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted to get back to the I Hate Life Club. <laughs> they scar that had been inflicted during the battle with the evil ninja Jack. This one won't. He said. How are you? Shinnikart asked. Tired. Chip replied. Good. Time for some training. Chip looked up. Puzzled, so Shinnikart explained. That's how the grammar of it reads. <laughs> <laughs> Your recovery is aided by rest. But to get to the stature you once were, you need to train. Maybe I don't want to be what I was. Chip said, standing up. You don't have much choice in the matter. Shinnikart replied. You owe a debt to the universe, and you shall pay. Now get your things and meet me in the basement. With that, Shinokan vanished into thin air. Ooh. So he hasn't disappeared, he's vanished. Ooh, That's a new new. trick. <laughs> I like to think that normally he goes down when he disappears. This time he went up. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back and like, hey, did you see that? I've been practicing that all week. Pretty sweet, right? Uh, with that, Shinokan vanished into thin air. Haven't I paid enough? Chip wondered as he looked down at his broken body. Good plan, Shinokan. Let's uh, ignore Chip's... Uh, feelings again <laughs> and just keep pushing him and pushing him and pushing him why don't you man up pussy <laughs> <laughs> I like those kind of two sides to this as well whereas Chip is like I've spent literal lifetimes in hell lifetimes singular lifetimes singular <laughs> lifetimes in hell like, <laughs> I mean like dog lifetimes I guess you know <laughs> So he's kind of like, isn't that his penance? Yeah. But Shinra Khan is saying, no, you owe this world as well. Mm -hmm. So I think both kind of valid points. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) MC took the stairs two at a time and jumped down the last three. There's his ninja training coming to (laughs) use there. And imagine him sort of pausing at the last three, being like, look, look, I'm going to jump him. I'm going to jump him. Catch me, Tifa. You're feeling a little spicy today. Tifa said as he joined her in the lobby area of the mansion. I've got a little energy left after last night. He replied, wrapping his arms around Tifa's body. Oh, yeah. Lover noises. <laughs> Whatever it was. Ahem, Louise said. Civilian in earshot. MC removed his hands and perched himself on the table. So today, I was thinking we should research Chief Inspector Hirato. Again? Louise asked. I figured that the more we know the more we have when we eventually tried to take him down. Louise couldn't deny it was a good plan, but she had her own today. Before the gang had a chance to pull their files of Hirato, the phone rang. I'll get it. Tifa said. Gotta start pulling my weight around here if I'm gonna be earning a wage. That's right, put her name on that helicopter rotor. MC <laughs> <laughs> smirked. If you tell me what you just thought, then I will smack you down. Louise said. He thought, okay, she only gets paid seven-tenths what I get. <laughs> MC started reading through what they'd already had about Hirato. It wasn't much. He was old, which meant he wasn't human, and that was about it. That, if, so if someone's old, they're not human anymore, <laughs> MC, is that it? As soon as someone gets past the age of 50, they're just worthless, I see. Fucking incels. <laughs> he waited for Tifa to finish on the phone. A few minutes passed as she jotted down something on the pad next to the phone. She hung up. We got a job. The type that pays. She said, waving the bit of paper. Is it really that important? MC asked. 
We've got more pressing matters. That was a lady. She lives about ten minutes' drive outside the city. She says she's got a ghost. Well, that can wait then. Ghosts generally aren't that nasty. That's what she said. But lately, the spook has been getting more active. Like, yelling things at night and throwing stuff, like knives. <laughs> MC, she sounded really scared. <laughs> I also like how, imagine an old lady who... Old lady? Oh, no, I think you're just assuming now, aren't you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. just yeah. ages Fucking now. incels. There was a lady who, like, she seems to agree that ghosts aren't a big deal. Like, I feel like yeah. if you had a ghost in your, your house or whatever, you wouldn't be like, eh, it's fine, it's not throwing <laughs> knives, I'll leave it. It's like it's common knowledge now that ghosts are all right. I like to think she had, like, Casper, and yeah. then all of a sudden he went mental and just chucking knives everywhere <laughs> and yelling things at night. He, he Casper joined the I Hate Life Club, <laughs> which is appropriate for a ghost. Hookers. MC declared... Yeah, bringing it back. Yeah, yeah. I'm Stop clearly... trying to make hookers a thing. <laughs> Never. Okay, we'll go. But you did say she was a paying customer, right? MC decided against taking any weapons. All he wanted to do was assess the situation and find out what exactly they were dealing with. He thought a simple exorcism would be suitable. I feel like MC should have learned about not taking weapons with him. Yeah. Like, I if you go to the shop to get a pint of milk, <laughs> take a fucking sword with you, because this is fucking Tokyo, dude. Yeah, just put it in your bag for life. It'll be yeah. much easier. <laughs> I thought he always had some in the boot of the car anyway. Yeah. Mm. Before MC and Tifa left, Louise asked if she could grab a lift into town. After all, you are going that way. Fine. MC said. Let's go. Although they said that the lady's ten minutes outside the city. But they have to go through the city... To get outside it's it, it's always MC. slow to drive through Look, the city. I have, I know Tokyo like the back of my hand. All right, <laughs> there's the mansion, there's the city, there's the old lady, lady house with the ghost. I'm driving. Tifa said. The gang was halfway out the door when MC said, "What? What? Okay, we're, I'm just going to read it. Okay, yeah. When Marrows, Marrows." <laughs> Rise up and take over the world. It's a DeSoto, not one of those misbuilt police squad cars. Oh, okay. I I was confused, but what he's saying is, T, there's no way Tifa's going to drive the car because if oh. Ma- what are the like, what's the likelihood of Marrows rising up and taking Pretty over the world? High. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen one? <laughs> well, in 2000 or whatever it wasn't, but in 2019, oh, that's true. Fucking Marrows are everywhere. Marrows cause Brexit. <laughs> So it's a, it's a take on sarcasm, MC. Just a really strange one. That is indeed. Yeah. I'm going to make that a thing now. Yeah, when marrows rise up and take over the world. <laughs> the door slammed shut behind them. Chip saw this as the perfect opportunity to come downstairs and go down to the basement. He'd been watching MC, Tifa and Louise from the landing. He picked up the file on Hirato and read in briefly. <laughs> then Chip headed for the basement. He pulled open the door and headed down the dark steps. The basement door slammed shut. The lobby was quiet for a few moments before Jay came downstairs. Guys, what's all the banging about? I'm trying to get some sleep up there. He looked around the empty lobby. Guys? I think I've made that joke before where Jay's playing loud music and trying to sleep. Yeah. Just a classic gag that I... Complaining about other people being loud. (laughs) (laughs) But also I think this is playing into the idea of Jay being quite isolated from the group now. Because yeah. they, they just kind of all fucked off and left him without kind that's of true, involving him in what was going on. Yeah, because does he have a role in the group anymore? Not really. He's just kind of a guy, isn't he? Like, they keep him around because they're friends. But even MC doesn't seem to want to engage with Jay at the moment. Yeah, I mean, he's always been mean to Jay. But 
He he's, was but he's involved. not even being mean now. He's just... I'm sure he was mean recently. <laughs> it's been two months. He must have been mean to him at some it's point. <laughs> so this invoking the spirit, what does it involve? One of the devoted members of the I Hate Life Club asked his leaders... Kind of want an I Hate Life Club t-shirt I'm, now. We're making it. It's we're, <laughs> our first piece of merch for the podcast. <laughs> just a simple ritual and some Latin chanting. Timothy said... <laughs> oh, there's the Latin again. <laughs> said some Latin stuff. Which I will be doing... Mike pipped in. Oh, but we've already stopped you when he mispronounced nigh earlier. He's oh. going to mispronounce the Latin, <gasps> and it'll be a different Latin chant that will summon a demon, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be the one who has to perform the ritual sacrifice of the goat. Never mind all that now. I've got something that will make every member of the IHLC scream in awe. The IHL what? Timothy asked. It's an anagram of our name. Doesn't an anagram have to make a word? Another member asked. Shut up! Mike screamed, his voice squeaking. Look, as I hold in the grasp of my hand, the very address of the spirit's home. Ooh. Hmm. The address of the spirit. Ooh. And they want to be ninjas. Ooh. No, I was thinking the old, the not old lady. The questionably aged lady. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's it. Mm. Cool. Unless it's Shinna Khan. Which is also a thing. Mm. Oh. Ooh! The group said in unison. <laughs> like, well, we didn't have to <laughs> plan that at all. It just happened. I want to hold it. Timothy reached out his hand, but Mike snatched it away. Dude, I found this and I'm looking after it. Okay. Timothy relented. But I'm going to look after the ritual dagger. So where is this place anyway? Mike checked the address. About ten minutes outside of town. Oh, uh, right. Ten minutes outside the city, I guess. Mm. I guess they could drop someone off in the city on the way because that's what, you know, it's on the way. <laughs> Timothy and Mike both started to perform their evil laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> the others in the group joined in. <laughs> Timothy? A voice called out. What's going on down there? <laughs> Nothing, ma'am. <laughs> I quite like these guys. <laughs> they remind me of the, the nerds in Buffy. Oh, yeah. I hope they don't go as evil as Warren, because that ended very badly for him. Take your word for it. Didn't see that bit. Got flayed alive by Dark Willow. Ow. Did you not see that? Didn't get that bit. Why are we friends? <laughs> I did watch all of Angel. Because mm. at, at I made you. Yeah. <laughs> MC pulled the keys out of the rumbling DeSoto engine as he and Tifa arrived at the haunted house. Sounds a bit on the death side. Tifa commented. <laughs> what? What is she going on about? Sounds a bit on the death side. Were they listening to metal on the way? <laughs> I prefer thrash metal to death metal. Maybe it's the, the ghost making noises, throwing knives? Yeah, it could be. I'm sure it's just a harmless ghost. That's not what it says. That's true. I'm sure it's just harmless ghosts. <laughs> and they're not usually a big problem. I meant the car. <gasps> oh, Tifa, that was the wrong thing to I say. I am breaking up with you, you <laughs> yeah. whore. Get out. Oh. MC replied. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> he thought about giving Tifa the hour-long lecture about how the DeSoto was more than just a car. It was a classic. But he decided against it. I'll take it in for a service soon. He finally said... Oh, he's pussy-whipped. Uh, a real man wouldn't let a woman diss his car. 
like, I have an instinctive bond with my car because <laughs> I'm a man. I know everything that's wrong with it. I have to give her a girl's name because that's what they do for some weird reason. <laughs> the house was more a bungalow with wooden walls rather than brick. Was it barn? <laughs> it reminded MC of those funny old American houses you saw in Kansas. Ah, yes. Those wooden <laughs> Kansas wooden bungalows. After knocking twice, hard on the wooden door, a woman answered the door. Maybe the door is actually brick and the walls are, ha- are wood. Just how they have them in Kansas. Exactly. After knocking twice, hard on the wooden door, a woman answered the door. She opened the door a few inches and peered outside. Oh, it's like going back to the old times, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Yes. She said... She appeared to be a middle-aged woman. Ah, mm. which isn't old. No. Not that there's anything wrong with no. old, but if you're middle-aged, you still have plenty <laughs> of life in you. She appeared to be a middle-aged woman in her 40s, but more than anything else, she was frightened. MC had seen a lot of scared people in his time as a ninja, and the fear coming off this lady was immense. Hello, we hear about the ghost problem, he said in his most calming voice. Of course, come in. Of course, she's in her 40s. I've had to give her an old lady voice. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, who's ages now? (laughs) The lady opened the door for MC and Tifa to enter and introduced herself as Belinda Simmons. I don't think that's anyone I know. So I think that was just a name I made up. (laughs) She started to explain about the disturbances. She and her husband had moved into the house about five years ago, fully aware that it had a ghost. Was that on the was that on right move? Was did it? They, like, did they just never learn from anything going on in Tokyo? <laughs> Surely you'd notice. Three bedrooms, unfurnished, ghost. <laughs> we thought it would be interesting at first. Melinda said, shrugging her shoulders. <laughs> just something to talk about down the pub, yeah, you know. You know when the walls start bleeding. <laughs> but it soon turned sour. Tifa asked. No, it was great. Every time we dropped a glass or we tripped there was always someone there to help it seemed to catch us but around six months ago it started groaning at night writing on the walls and just lately death threats (laughs) (laughs) so the ghost is like cutting like words out of newspapers (laughs) and like sending them in the post (laughs) melinda's hands started to shake has this ghost said anything about what it might want mc wondered Suddenly, the entire house started to shake. Only a little amount at first, but soon it felt like a ten-point hit on the Richter scale. I don't know how the Richter scale works, to be honest, but I suspect that you back then didn't either. That's bad, MC. That's all I know is that that means it's bad. (laughs) In fact, it might even be like a fucking city crumbling (laughs) size one. A rumbling followed the shaking. MC, Tifa and Melinda rose to their feet, looking for something to hold on to. What I want? A growling voice asked. (laughs) I was trying to combine ghost voice, which is like, and growl. You don't need to justify anything, all right? That's, as we know on this show. When you're on my level as a voice actor, (laughs) you will understand. The unwritten rule is the voice you do first is the voice that character has forever. That's true. Until you forget what it was (laughs) and it changes. Red paint started to drip from the walls. Only it wasn't paint. MC had also seen a lot of blood in his time. Yes. MC tried. What do you want? The whole house came to a standstill, just as suddenly as it had started. The quiet disturbed MC as much as the loud, booming voice had. 
I thought that was the description of MC, like he's quiet and disturbed. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. It's fairly accurate. The silence was disturbed by a whooshing sound. Whoosh! <laughs> sound effects. Washing machine? MC asked Melinda, What? Because, I mean, whoosh! <laughs> sounds like my washing machine. I don't know about you guys. Washing machine? MC asked Melinda. She shook her head. No, I've never heard that before. MC watched the blood retract back into the wall and replaced by a huge hole. It started to suck and pull furniture into it. It's a portal. MC yelled, Hold on to something. But it was too late. Tifa was pulled in by the force and swallowed by the hole. It closed up as soon as Tifa was gone. Well, I mean, she did diss the car, so... <laughs> MC just kicked her into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Set me free, and I will return the one you love. (laughs) The voice bellowed. MC tried not to panic. He reached for the phone in Melinda's house and dialed a number. And that's where we're going to leave Haunting (sighs) Stuff, part one. Ooh, a bit of a cliffhanger in this episode. Very much so. Tifa's been sucked into a hole. (laughs) <laughs> by Casper, the unruly ghost. <laughs> oh. uh, well, I guess I mean it's kind of a trope, isn't it? Like the the female character gets kidnapped, Kidnaps so yeah. to be rescued. At yeah. least it wasn't Louise this time. That's true. James <laughs> is good as a rest. <laughs> no, it's the, the the cop lady, the tough one. Oh, <laughs> She's been kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I want to know what happens with the I Hate Life Club because I really like them now. <laughs> Are they the ones that sent the portal, though, or...? No, oh. Well, no, because it's the ghost. It's yeah. the ghost. Maybe the ghost is going to get MC to help him or her against the I Hate Life Club for some reason. But then how does the ghost know? But, I mean, the I, I Hate Life Club aren't there. I think they're going to show up and complicate things. Okay, so they're going to be a spanner in the wrench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be a, a marrow... <laughs> weatherize the world's... Thing. That's right. Well yeah. done. You got that verbatim. Well done. <laughs> hey, at least we know why this episode is called Haunting Stuff. Yeah, we do indeed. Because of a ghost. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to next week to seeing what. I mean, I just want to know more about the high, I Hate Life Club. And I'm also looking forward to doing my ghost voice again. <laughs> it seems like this season, especially, we've got all these characters that were like, oh, I want, I want these characters. I mean, we're mm. Strider. Yeah. Got Mike and Timmy. I just want all of these guys to stick around. Aww. But I feel like they're going to be one and done. Pretty and that much. makes me sad. Pretty much. Aww. Well, if you want to come and tell us about who your favourite characters have been this season, um, you can do so in numerous ways, MC. So many ways. Numerous. Um, you can find us on Facebook, where we're at facebook.com slash howiripedoffpodcast. Another of the numerous ways is Twitter, at howiripedoff. And those are both the numerous ways. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to find our entire back catalogue, that is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and on iTunes. And if you're a proud lifelong member of the I Hate Life Club, <laughs> please leave us a rating and a review on Facebook. Can you do a rating on Facebook? You can do a rating on Facebook, probably. 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 If not, just message us and be like, five stars. <laughs> we'll gladly take that. <laughs> or any of the other podcasty, uploady, website things. Exactly. And if you are going to reach out to us, make sure you use the hashtag I Hate Life Club. <laughs> Actually, probably don't. <laughs> no, because then people will get very worried about you. But then if you are quite sad and you need to reach out, to someone don't use that either that would be very bad yes, yeah yes. just talk to someone that's much healthier yes. don't do a chip yeah <laughs> <laughs>